Hello everybody, and welcome to It Is In Us Now, It Is In U.S. Now, a podcast that encourages deep thought, inner reflection, positive vibration, benevolent opinion, a belief in faith, the freedom to experience and express, and the proliferation of insightful, constructive gems of information. I am your host, Gil C., bringing you this podcast from the awakened U.S. of America, where I am delighted and grateful to bring you this episode number 106. And of course, that's of season four. So, how is everybody doing? I hope very well. I must say, yes, it has been quite some time since the last podcast and as I think I believe I believe that I think that I stated at one point in either the prior podcast or on an on a vlog update that I'm not sure if that's where I said it (laughs) I've decided that the rest of this year will be season four even with longer um, breaks between episodes. And the reason is because 2020 has turned out to be quite something else, hasn't it? Um, I feel as though just yesterday I was celebrating a pseudo-Gatsby New Year's party, welcoming in the roaring 2020s. Now it feels more like the growling, snarling, like death threat of a 2020 (laughs) year. It's what it seems like, but that's not what it is. There's actually a lot of good stuff coming out of this year. It's just that, as the old saying goes, 2020, right? In hindsight, you see 2020. So, with faith in that saying, I have to say that... Next year, we will see the benefit of what this year has brought forth to all of humanity on this great and grand and vast, majestic, beautiful planet that we call Earth, Earth, or Gaia. Um, So, I had to say that. This is going to be a ramble rant, because I absolutely had no particular single thing that I wanted to talk about. However, I did feel the urge to speak. And as we all know, you should only speak if not when spoken to, or if and when the urge arises. I would rather talk when I feel like talking than get on here trying to get through some material that I'm not within the heart to speak about. And So let's talk about this real quick. It seems as though every time that I get onto this podcast, now I'm just regaling you all with some of the stories that have gone on in my life. And yes, I understand. When I started this podcast, I do understand. I know that when I started this podcast, a big part of what my overall purpose and intent was to bring forth relatable topics to speak about. And the best way to do that is to speak from personal experience. And I just feel as though if a human being 
can go through certain circumstances, situations, and experiences and still come out better or positive or optimistic or as though they have at least learned something, gained something, felt something, appreciated something, all of those things combined, I feel like any experience becomes more valuable. And um, what I have come across as of late, because you all don't know, (laughs) um, I had another death in the family. And when something like that happens, it takes an emotional toll. And I mean, not, okay, in my instance, it hasn't been an emotional toll like I'm tapped out. It's just been an emotional toll where the significance of um, being present, being, Well, I don't know if it's a toll. I don't know if that's the the right word to use. All of my energies have been focused into being present for not only the family, but for what I'm trying to do for myself as far as like, you know, our everyday shenanigans are concerned. Um, Because we have to stay balanced and we cannot allow grief to be the end-all be-all of an experience. Um, Now, that does not mean that we should not grieve. By all means, grieve. Grieve when you have to grieve. Grieve when you feel like you need to grieve. Um, However, we have to find a light. We have to find a way out of that grief. And yes, it is easier for some than it is for others. That is understandable. That is why we are here for each other. Even those, I believe, who feel as though they may not have anybody in their lives actually do have someone in their lives if they're keen enough to see it. Sometimes our own thoughts and ideas and um, perceptions get in the way and cloud those who stand directly in front of us as support. And um, I feel as though um, I've had some of that support and now I feel as though I am providing some of that support to degree. Um, but wow, two deaths in the family. The first one was immediate. That was my father. And the second one was... I don't want to say secondary, but when it comes, not blood related, um, was my sister's husband. And he died very young um, due to cancer. And then that's one of the things that, uh, very young and very suddenly, I should say, because it happened and took everybody by surprise. I think some of us were, were just coming off of... Uh, I think some of us were just coming to terms with the grief that we had over the loss of my father, and then then, then that happened. And it felt as though it kind of resuscitated feelings, Um, especially with, like, this COVID thing going on. Um, 
now, like, I, I feel as though now, like, there should be, I mean, how can I say this? Um, I am a student of independent study. I am um, a conspiracy, I said this in the past, I'm not a conspiracy theorist. I am like a conspiracy questioner, conspiracy, uh, I don't even like the word conspiracy. Um, when I hear of a conspiracy theory, my initial idea is to find out what may have led to that conspiracy. And yes, that could take someone down a rabbit hole, so to speak, quote unquote. However, it can also lead to some very profound truths. And what I am feeling and and what I think I have danced around and possibly, 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 (laughs) and what I have possibly um, had a passive-aggressive, like, opinion on is what's going on with this COVID virus. Like, we're in August... Most people are aware that viruses die in heat, yet we still have the idea of this virus being pushed on us. And and since March, there has been so much that has come out as far as information is concerned in regards to the virus, in regards to the life and longevity of the virus, and in regards to the protections that we would need to truly be immune to the virus. Yet it seems to me, and it has become apparent to others, that that information is not being shared with the general public. It's information that either has to be sought out or it's information that gets like five seconds on a one-hour TV program. So what I'm registering right now is because, I mean, my family, I've had two deaths this year, and they have been non-COVID-19 related. Non-COVID-19 related. It was failure to thrive due to advanced vascular disease brought on by diabetes, and it was a very aggressive form of leukemia that killed my two family members. And the thing that I have been trying to reconcile is the fact that in both instances, because of this virus, my family members went through periods where they were isolated from family due to their condition. So my father literally didn't see anybody when he died. He had no family around him at all. He was in a position where we couldn't get to him um, because of what was going on. And my brother-in-law, he spent a few days in the hospital without any family contact. Now, his situation was a little different because him and my sister are married, obviously. She became the caretaker and they allowed him to come home. Um, And he passed away with his wife, my sister, in his home. And he died 
peacefully from my understanding. Um, but at that same note, because of this virus, it was very hard for my sister to decide to allow people to come and see him before he died. It was immediate family and it was friends who had been tested and found negative for COVID. Um, but I think what my point is, my point is that we're living in a time when all of this information is being provided for us. We are living in a time when there has been a higher level of transparency provided. We're living in a time when information is at our fingertips. Yet, yet, there are still some of us, some of you all, I'm going to say, because I'm not going to include myself in this group anymore. There are some of you all who will not take the time to do the research. Instead, you go about your daily life. Even when you have the time now, you go about your daily life and you don't stop to question exactly what is going on and what these people are saying. Instead, some of you all just listen to what's being fed to you. And I understand we're raised in a society where it's commonplace and status quo to do certain things and to exhibit certain behaviors. But I gotta say, like, I am getting past that point where I can fully stand behind those who just do not see what's going on. And, and this is kind of big for me, okay? Because since, I wanna say since right before my father died and right through that period of time. Like, I have started to find a certain synchronization with my existence currently. Um, through most of last year and the time prior to that, I recognize now that I was coming to an understanding of what my purpose and the intent of that purpose is and was for that time period. And now that that has come and passed and has found its success, it's almost as though, no, it is that I am now integrating fully into this dimension. So let me break it down for you. Between probably like, well, let's say like between the last four or five years up until now, every experience that I have had has been played and danced through dual dimensional understandings. So I knew and I came to recognize that I am a higher ascended being. And then I came to this one pinnacle where I was to make a decision. And this was during my 
NDE, near-death experience, which I think happened about two years ago, when I realized, when I actually realized I, I was, it was my time to make that decision. And, and if you do not recall, or if you have not heard that particular podcast, which I can't tell you what season it was in or what episode because I didn't plan to talk about this. <laughs> um, in that vision during that experience, four doors were set in front of me and I chose the one at the end. And my understanding of that door was to remain and sustain in the fifth dimensional energy. So up until about seven months to a year ago, I was dancing between existing in a third, fourth dimension, understanding the fifth, sixth dimension was on its way. However, well, not rather on its way, but rather it was here and integrating into that in my own way at that point in time, all the way to knowing that I'm a higher ascended being. So we're talking about, I mean, and I could never really put a dimensional number on it, but let's just say like maybe eight through 13, somewhere up in there, right? Um, what I started recognizing after my father had passed is that I was starting to become less and less and less adherent to certain thoughts and certain, uh, certain things that I had always kept present within myself. And when I recognized that, I recognized that I was, it's because I'm integrating into fifth. That was my decision during that near-death experience. It was to integrate into the fifth. That's, this is where I'm going to sustain myself. And with that being said, (laughs) with all of that being said, um, and uh, Lord knows how I got into this topic because it is a ramble rant, um, rant because I'm actually feeling not passive aggressive about some of these thoughts. <laughs> That's why it's a rant. Um, but ramble because I'm going everywhere. Um, and I lost my train of thought. That's okay. I'll come back to it. Okay. So once I came to the understanding that I'm integrating into the fifth, I mean, it made a lot of sense. Um, my meditations for the planet, for the world, for the people on the planet, because that's basically what my mission has been. It's been to ensure that the planet will ascend. Well, the planet ascended, right? So the next form of order would be the life forms on the planet and then the conscience life forms on the planet. Now, I can't do... I can do a lot, but there's only so much I can do when it comes to the other sentient life on this planet. And being someone who has gone from like, uh, not understanding, but who's gone from like feeling completely um, integrated across dimensions and then singling out into one dimension, like it makes sense to me, like why my meditations have become more and more spaced out um right now it's up to you guys okay it's up to you guys like the planet is where the planet needs to be now it's up to you all it's up to you all to decide if you are going to take words and be hurt 
take words and be offended, take actions and feel compelled to, um, feel compelled to do whatever it is that makes you feel compelled to do. I mean, we have to look at our, our honest and honorary, honorary actions. How are we going to allow ourselves to receive and perceive what's going on around us? Are we going to be tolerant? Are we going to be patient? Are we going to be upset? Are we going to be offended? You know, are we going to be forgiving? Are we going to be angst-filled? You know, those are certain things that, like, I have no... I can only assist in the fluidity of your experience. I cannot tell you how to live your experience. I don't know if that makes sense. I hope it makes sense. I feel like it might make sense. Um, when I say that, what I mean is like, because um, there is a lot of things going on, COVID aside, you know, but I really feel like the whole COVID story is, is being propped up in front of us for other reasons. I don't believe this virus is really what it is, okay? I really don't. Um, and if you look at the numbers, you know, the death toll is going down. Yes. Yes. The rate of people who have had it is going up as far as tests are concerned. But that's what happens when you test people. And, and the important information that's being overlooked is that the people who are testing positive for either the virus itself or the antibodies for the virus are healthy. And that's what happens with the human immune system. It contracts something and then it repels it. And then, I don't like the term herd immunity, but that's what happens. Then the greater population starts to become immune to it. This virus is weaker than the common flu. More people die from the common flu. Those are statistical numbers that you can go and look up. That is if the World Health Organization and if the Center for Disease Control are being honest with their numbers, um, you will see the stark difference. Um, anyways, yeah, ramble rant, not gonna be long, especially since I haven't talked to you darlings in so long. Um, I, I did want to say that I am well, um, and, and yes, not so inspired to speak or speak publicly lately. However, I, I do want to throw this out there because um, it's important. And again, time capsule, right? Like, you'll hear this when you need to. Uh, other than that, there's not much left to say. <laughs> so thank you for sticking it through this ramble rant. Um, again, not really anything in particular on my mind, just things that were on my mind. <laughs> and things that I needed to get out and that I felt like I needed to share. And I thank you guys, you all, for listening. I thank you for your open hearts, your open minds. Or how do I say it? Your open minds, your light hearts, and your listening ears. And until next time, my beautiful, majestic human beings, love, joy, peace, compassion, patience, mercy, harmony, abundance, gratitude, empathy, discernment, forgiveness, faith. It is in you, it is in me, it is in us now.